the adventures of Grace Stevens. Once a week on Saturdays, I highlight one person who has inspired me by their adventurousness. Sometimes it's a famous person or sometimes it's just someone who's so awesome they should be famous. I'm here with my niece, Grace, and she is one of the people that when I started this podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to include her because I remember probably when I was getting to be where I'm like, okay, I'm not always as adventurous as I used to be. She was getting to that age where she was like gung-ho and like everything was exciting. She's 13 years younger than me and so it was refreshing just to hear her she'd be like I'm an adventurer we're we're going adventuring and I just remember her saying that and it really made everything so exciting so I wanted you to hear from her she's got a couple of adventures new adventures in her life right now Um, she just moved to Minnesota like a month and a half ago and she got married so many adventures all at once (laughs) so let's see we will start with a bee flying into my head okay (laughs) so a big bumblebee okay Um, and so let's just start with uh, your transition to Minnesota or what that life is. You're living in an RV and everything. I so am. I feel like people are really curious. I'm actually personally curious. I haven't talked to you a lot about it. So All right, just well. anything you can think of. Okay. So let's see here. Um, you want me to hold this? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So the transition to Minnesota. So first and foremost, whenever I like started realizing that I was going to be moving 1,300 miles away from my family. Mm. It made me a little bit uh, sad. (laughs) uh, That's a good point. At the beginning, like, I actually, like, hid in the bathtub and, like, wrote an angsty poem because I was sad. Before you moved? (laughs) Before I moved. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so that was interesting. But I was mostly fine until, um, and then, not until. Actually, that, that was about the worst it got so as far as adventures go it was not it was not too terrible to begin with (laughs) and um so then it came you know I got married and we took a week-long honeymoon driving all the way back yes I haven't heard about this either Minnesota oh man it was so fun most of the time it was spent driving but whenever we weren't driving we went we stayed in Michigan for a while and near Mackinac Island, which it was closed down for the season, which we knew it would be. Uh But actually it was like something that I really liked about it because I'm an introvert Mm -hmm. and the more people are around, the more overwhelmed I get. (laughs) So we like got out and around and walked on the like ledge of Lake Superior and it was all frozen. Mm. And apparently this thing happens where ice will like grow together and like snap up into the air and and it's blue like the ice was legitimately blue and it was so pretty and I was like I didn't know this happened (laughs) it was awesome so that was really pretty and then the Mackinac Bridge was huge and at night it lights up with a bunch of different colors it was gorgeous and super awesome we didn't drive over it at night we drove over it in the daytime but we got to see it from afar and it was really nice so and then once we got out of Michigan first and foremost we just drove around literally (laughs) 
we didn't even have a GPS. We were just like, you know what? We have time. We're going to just <laughs> adventure. <laughs> and so we drove around and just saw a bunch of, like, little small towns in Michigan. And it was kind of cool. And, like, the landscape was a lot different than what I'm used to because it was a lot... I don't know. A lot snowier, first of all. <laughs> like, everything was covered in snow. And then flatter. Yeah, she's from Alabama. I, I am. <laughs> I am from Alabama. <laughs> so, that was cool. And then we stayed at a friend of his named Johan, who is um, retired from the National Guard. And he let us ride horses. And it was a lot of fun. Ooh. Yeah, it was great. And the horse... Was it in the snow? Yes, Ooh. it was great. The horse that I was on, though, that horse <laughs> did not like me. He did not listen to anything that I said. And so I was just kind of just standing there, <laughs> like, trying not to look super embarrassed. And, like, being like, horse, go! And they were like, you know, you're just going to have to be more forceful with him because uh, he knows you don't know what you're doing. And I was like, ah, you're right, he does, he does know. And so, and, but it was really fun otherwise. <laughs> Brendan's a lot better at horse riding than I am because he and which is weird because he doesn't actually like to do it that much mm. but he's, he's just done it more yeah he's just done it more so and his horse was ornery too but he actually knew how to handle it better <laughs> and I was like dang so cool but yeah <laughs> and then finally got to Minnesota and got settled in the camper which I've spent a lot of time in a RV as it is because I travel in a 23-foot RV with nine people because I'm part of a family band, <laughs> which is awesome. And I've done a lot of adventuring in that way, too. But so transitioning from being able to survive in a 23-foot RV with nine people to living in a 34-foot RV with one other person is, well, not RV, camper, but still, um, was actually really easy. Like, it was a cinch. <laughs> Nothing, it was not bad at all. The first night we spent there, we didn't have heat, which was a little bit cold, because <laughs> it was really cold <laughs> up there. <laughs> but, um, we had lots of blankets, and it was fine. And then we turned on the heat, and got the water fixed, and it was kind of just easy. Nice. So, it was really nice. And we got the camper from, uh, somebody in our church. Oh. And we actually had no idea what we were going to do because we kept looking for campers on Facebook before then oh, and yeah. couldn't find one. And then we talked to our pastor, and he was like, oh, I actually know a guy. <laughs> and we were like, oh, great. And so he gave us a deal. We only got it for two grand. And Ooh. it was a really nice, it was really nice and very functional and oh my all that stuff. We were like, what? What? Crazy. Super excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Okay, so now I'm curious, since this has been a little more recent for you, but how you added adventure to your life as a child, and because uh, I know a lot of children do that, but just thinking of uh, extra ways that maybe they could do that because you can't really just go wherever, whenever, so just being like open to adventure and like how how have you... Or do you even remember, like, what you did to add adventure to your life? I actually do. And that's a really, I like that question because actually what you were saying earlier about, like, just 
realizing that you're not quite as adventure prone as you used to be when you were younger. I feel like I'm sort of going through a phase like that because I am an introvert and I am pretty stationary. I'm not a very physically active person at all. <laughs> and so... As we're about to go on a hike. As we're about to go on a hike. See, see, but the reason why I like doing these things now is because it's... Uh, well, I'll just answer your question. Okay. So, <laughs> as a child, okay, I remember a lot of things that I did as a child. First of all, I really, really liked to read. And so that really sparked a love for adventure because I would be reading all sorts of things about what fictional or non-fictional people did. Mm. And just the real life element, I guess, even if it was fictional, it's just like I liked reading about people who were like in the moment and kind of really aware of the stuff that was happening around them and why. And so... Obviously, that made me really want to go on my own adventures, but like you said, it's a little bit different whenever you live in 21st century America and <laughs> you're 10 years old. So, <laughs> what we did normally, I have six siblings, so we would go out into the backyard. There's actually like a little trail behind our house that we used to go down all the time. We would go to this place called La La Land, or what my neighbor called La La Land. And we thought that was a stupid name, so we named it, rena we renamed it, like, the Underground Hideout. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you would just, like, follow a trail for, like, 30 minutes. Even though we're, like, right in the middle of town, there's, like, a lot of trees in the backyard. And I'm sure we were trespassing on some people's property, but, you know, they never saw us, and it was fine. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and then there, it would just clear out into this big open space where a lot of people would dump garbage and stuff, and we would take this stuff that people left and build stuff out of it. <laughs> so, that was a lot of fun. We had a good time with that. And we had to be very careful not to cut ourselves on nails and stuff, but it was great. It was fun. <laughs> and we would, like, since there are a lot of trees around here, we would get sticks and leaves and vines and tie them all together and make forts, which is also super fun. Yes, I need to do an episode on that too. Yeah. Make a fort for myself. I yes. Some of your forts, they're really cool. They were very the cool. There, and if we couldn't make outside forts, we would make blanket forts inside. Yes. That was fun. <laughs> um, we made like cardboard armor for each other. We liked to dress up and <laughs> pretend that we were from the old days. We liked to build campfires and to tell stories, all sorts of fun stuff. So that's kind of what I did then. Okay, so she was just telling me also about her one of her latest adventures. Um, and so she said that when she was like, she found a story that she started writing when she was like 10. And I remember reading her stories and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I really want to know what happens. And she would never finish them and it made me so mad. I'm like, I don't even want to read anymore because I know you're not going to finish it. So she picked it back up and is writing it. She's writing it by hand in a notebook, which I love to do as well. Um, uh, so I'll just let her share a little more about that, even though I told a lot already. Sorry. <laughs> That's all good. Um, all right. So, yes, I'm writing a book. Um, I have pretty much always wanted to be an author ever since I was, like, tiny, tiny, tiny. You can, like, find books that I wrote, like, little tiny children's books that I illustrated, too. It's, like, little crayon drawings from dated back to whenever I was, like, four years old. So that's just been something that I've always wanted to do. But like Megan said, I 
very rarely ever finished stuff. So, but the, one of the things, one of the things that I did when I was 10 years old, actually I think I was 11 or 12. Well, we're at somewhere around there, yeah. <laughs> I started writing this book and I was super proud of myself because usually whenever I started writing stuff back then, I would hit about 1,000 words and be like, huh, I'm done. And so this time I hit 10K. Ooh. And being only 11 or 12, I was really impressed with myself. I was like, I'm almost done, not realizing that most books are like, I don't know, 50K, and that's kind of considered a small novel. But anyway, <laughs> um, so that's always been a book that's been kind of lying around in the back of my head. It was kind of funny because my brother, Isaac, didn't even realize that it was fantasy. He thought that it was like this girl living in a normal world, and then she went to the forest, and then everything became fantasy. But in my brain... Um, it was all fantasy, but the reason why it came across that way is because I, I apparently wrote that she had bug spray, <laughs> and so I was like, that that doesn't fit here. So anyway, after rereading the nearly ten thousand words that I had written whenever I was very very little, I was like, you know what? I'm I should I should re re um I should rewrite this because I've always wanted to. And I've always wanted to finish it. The original was called Tube of the Wizard's Pearl, which makes no sense. None. Like, I don't know where my brain got that title or why. Say it again? The Tube of the Wizard's Pearl. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, the, I don't ask me why I named it that, because I, I do not know. But. Maybe it comes into play later. It. I didn't finish that. Part. There was. Basically, the, the concept of the original story was that there was this girl named Liza, and she had an heirloom from her mother, a pearl necklace, mm. that some evil people were trying to get for some reason. Gosh. And as I was writing it, I didn't know what it was for. I was just writing because I wanted to. Yeah. And, but now that I look back on it, I have actually like developed way more of a story for all the things which is really cool. And like it all kind of fits together in my brain now, and so I feel like I can actually write it out. That's awesome. Okay, Grace, do you have any final words? I love hearing about all of your adventures, and I'm sure I'll hear more from you soon. I'll have you on some other episodes. But for now, do you have any last encouragement for other people wanting to add more adventure maybe to their daily lives or, you know, even some big adventures, but maybe something that's helped you or something that could inspire them? Okay, so I also really like this question because um, recently, very recently, I actually felt like my life kind of went into like this boring slump where I didn't like really do anything and I just kind of existed and I was like, well, this is lame. So uh, <laughs> um, one thing that really helped me get back into the adventuring saddle, A, was... Actually, it was Brendan, partially, because, who is my husband now, just for anyone who may be listening, but, um, because, like, he is very, 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 very life, like, he does stuff, lots of stuff, like, he can't sit still hardly for two seconds without being a, like, let's go do something, and he's a blacksmith, you know, that's like something out of every fantasy lover's dream, I married a blacksmith, so that's what's up, and he's taught me how to do that, he also knows how to weld, he taught me how to do that, and 
there's just a lot of really cool things in life if you like take the time to stop and like think about it like I have been trying to stay off screens more and like actually get up and do stuff where I would have just been really lazy and stayed on the computer because I'm like that I get up and go on walks and like you know just be outside and it's really nice and it feels more adventurous than it would have so I guess that's all nice so yeah I love that one surround yourself with other adventurous people especially people who are doing adventures that are different than yours yes they can teach you and I've I I haven't thought about that haven't talked about that on the show but yeah that's a, a really good point I like that and then also just taking the time to actually look around and notice <laughs> what's going on yeah. and different things and or try to find something new in your surroundings so thank you so much Grace You're <laughs> know someone who is super adventurous I would love to know about them maybe even interview them for the podcast please introduce me share their Instagram with me tell me all about them you can send me an email Megan at mcstarbuck.com mm-hmm.